Welcome to the 80s, 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s, 90s for people who care about that crap. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the toys we liked most that had nothing to do with a TV show. Very important caveat there because they all, especially in the 80s, like any of those 80s toys had a TV show, G.I. Joe, Transformers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Turtles, Thundercats. It's like oh, you couldn't have a toy without a cartoon and vice versa. Transformers. It's hard. To, it was hard to find toys that weren't associated with TV shows. It really, it really is like looking through the list. It was, I couldn't believe there was stuff that like, I'm like, oh, this doesn't have a TV show. And then like Rubik's Cube, everybody loves the fucking Rubik's Cube. And then you're like, oh, look, a Rubik's Cube cartoon. Yeah, he was so weird. Remember he was all weird looking? Like he had the, the gargoyle face in it and he's like flipping around like I'm a weird gargoyle face Rubik's Cube. Yeah. <laughs> freaking terrifying. That's the 80s though. They're like, oh, something's popular. Make a cartoon quick, quick. People like this video game called Pac-Man. Let's place it, make a cartoon about it. Quick, hurry. So yeah, so we, we came up with some stuff here. Uh, how about you start yours first, my friend? All right. So um, I'm going with, because we recorded this before and we lost it, right? Yeah, right? I guess to our audience, we should we should, we should prep them. them. So we this is the second time we're recording this episode because the first time around, uh, Zoom uh, sucks sometimes and did such a bad job of like recording it and cutting out and all this other crap that I literally could not edit it to anything useful and gave up. And now we're recording it again. So we're bringing the spontaneity back, hopefully. Yeah, we're bringing it back because now we told you, we informed you. So now it's real. So so I'll, I'll attempt to act surprised at your toys, which actually I, I honestly, I if I was thinking, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I don't remember what your toys were. Yeah, I don't remember much about yours either. But once we say them, we're going to remember. But I get to change yeah. my mind now because that's what we get to do if we. Oh, you pick different toys. Not not a whole lot. I, I I just have a I have another one that I have to include that I'm that I didn't include last time. That's probably my favorite toy ever, which is probably why the Zoom didn't work because it knew that I didn't include that last time. Though I had so I had the Alfie two, which is a robot that you can put like cards in, and you're supposed to learn from it. Um, but I was so fascinated by the fact that, that the the toy knew what card it was. And when you press the buttons, it knew. I'm going to give it an honorable mention, but I'm going to replace it with what I know that you'll, you'll remember this one. Cap guns. You remember cap guns? Oh, dude, loved my cap guns when I was a kid. I wanted to be a cowboy. It's yeah. a gunpowder and they actually popped with a little bit of spark and a little bit of gunpowder smoke. So I think technically they were like like firearms, really. If you think about it, they just didn't have projectiles, but they had real gunpowder. And they looked real too. Like you get the little silver one and, you know, they weren't like the ones now where they're covered in pink and, you know, stuff to oh, make them not look like, like real toys. They they looked like real little guns. Yeah. And you had the different ones. You had the strip. Yep. So you, you had like the strip one that you, that, 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 that the cowboy guns used. Right. And then, and then you also had the round one, like the six shooter one that you pop into like a six shooter one. Those ones looked real. Those are one, those are the ones that get you shot by cops back in the day. Right. Yeah. Because they look like real, like real, like black six shooters and you're car carrying that around. That's the one that'll get you shot, especially when you shoot it and it goes bang. I had a little cowboy belt with my little holster and would, you know, carry mine around and whip it out because it was cool. And I'd pow, 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 shoot stuff. Yeah. And even the smell, like you'd smell the gunpowder after you shot it. And you're like, ah, 
victory over my enemies. That's what that smells like, right? Do you ever take the uh, the paper stirp ones and then take a magnifying glass to them in the sun and then like you know, light it on fire with that and go <laughs> pop with the magnifying glass? Yeah. I, do they even make those anymore? I don't. I don't think I've seen those anymore. I have a feeling they don't make those anymore. Someone have to let us know if they make those anymore because I, I don't think they make those anymore with like like the real gunpowder in them and stuff. I don't think so because you know my son would have that stuff. I don't think they, they too many kids probably scraping all the gunpowder out into like one pile and then mashing it together and turning it into an explosive of some kind or who knows yeah. too many kids getting shot by police because they have one. Yeah, those were the days though when when guns looked real and they used real gunpowder. Oh, good times. Do you ever remember playing? Uh, guns with friends and you'd always argue like it'd be like yeah, i got you and, you're, and then your friend would be like no you didn't it was you just nicked me on the shoulder so i'm <laughs> like that kind of stuff no, i dodged it did you see me dodge it you can't dodge a bullet man <laughs> what do you think you like? can't dodge a bullet what are you talking about yeah. i totally dodged it yeah but that that's mine like uh, and and i think that's the one you'd remember from our last time because i do yeah um cap guns were the bomb and, and it's nizzle. one of those lost toys, man. It's one, I think it's one of those things we'll never see again. I agree. You're definitely not going to see that again. Too too dangerous and fair. And I guess kind of fairly in a lot of ways. I mean, it's probably yeah. not the safest toy to give your kid, but we grew up fine and we're, we're normal. <laughs> so there you yeah. go. All right. Uh, so my first one is going to be micro machines. So these were those fun little like miniature Hot Wheel things. And the best thing about the micro machines were the ad they had that guy, John Muscotti Jr., who at the time was the Guinness Book world record holder for the fastest talker. And so the ad would be like, and you'd be like, oh my God, I so want one of those little mini micro machines. I'm going to get one, mom, dad, come give me a micro machine. The micro machine man here presenting the genuine original, colossally collectible, most midget miniature episodes of the real things. Micro machine. That guy was the bomb. He was totally. He talked so fast. Um, yeah, so they were cool though. They're just like little mini cars. And I even I remember I had a couple of these uh, at work at some point in time in my past, and they were on my desk. And I don't remember how I got them, uh, but I do remember having them sitting on my desk and uh, racing around my desk with them at various points and times when I was should have been working. I think it's because they were so small. That's why they were so cool, right? There's nothing really special about them, but they were they were collectible. Number one. Because there are so many different kinds of cars, right? And they even had some of the celeb cars, like uh, the Batmobiles or whatever, right? Yeah. Had some of that kind of stuff. And they just had so many. They were kind of like Hot Wheels, but you can't put a whole handful of Hot Wheels in your pocket. But you could with micro machines. You could put a whole handful right in your pocket. And if you just wanted to goof around sometime, like you were at school, you're like, I just want to play with my friends and have a little goof around time incognito. And you're like, oh, I got micro machines because they're so small. Teachers doesn't know they're in my pocket, right? Yeah, that guy talked fast though. He sold them. He talked like one of those auctioneers, but you could actually understand him. Yeah. Like auctioneers, they just, bah, you know, they, there's, I, what are you talking about? The, this guy talked as fast as they did, but you could actually make out every word. Like, Dude, how do you talk so fast? I totally want to buy a micro machine now because you talk, you talk so fast. Yeah. I mean, talk about great commercials to get people to buy a toy. Uh, so many commercials, you watch them and you're like, what is this commercial actually selling? But this guy was like, micro machines on the screen is talking really fast, so totally cool. And it's like, I totally want to buy this because it's totally cool. Listen to this guy talk so totally fast. Yeah, that, 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 that's a good one. I think they still make those today, though. I, I just missed that guy. I, mean, on, I missed that guy. And I always thought he should do a duet with uh, Michael Winslow. 
where he talks really fast and Michael Winslow makes all those great crazy sound effects like he did in like Police Academy and they just kind of <laughs> oh yeah that guy that'd be, that'd be the duo that's a duo that's a duo right there they should have done something together yeah there's your hit buddy cop film right there heck yeah dude I would fund that if I were rich I would do a crazy the uh, talking fast guy and Michael Winslow from police Academy police buddy cop. Uh, what's that thing where people do a, like raise funds or sign petitions or some, some such things we should do that or have someone do it for us. Yeah. Since we don't know what it's even called for those of you that know what the hell Jamie's talking about, do this and get them in. So it's yeah. John Muscotti jr. And he still is, is still alive. I just looked him up. He's 66 mm-hmm. years old. So uh, he could still do an aging buddy cop film, but he can still do a buddy cop film. And he, he'll say, I'm too, old for this. I'm too old for this shit. Just really fast. Yeah. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> and Michael Winslow go, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> did you know he also did uh, voices for Transformers? So he was the voice of Blur in the Transformers movie. That makes sense. He talked really fast. And then he also uh, in the cartoon series from 86 to 87. And then, Transformers, the animated series from 2008 and 2009. Oh, so he's been, he's been doing doing work. Good on him. All right. What's your next one? See, this facilitated a lot of TV shows and movies, but it it wasn't actually a TV show or a movie itself. It's called the Viewmaster. And it's a thing you could look in it. You put these like uh, round circular cartridges in this Viewmaster and you see different scenes and then you click the lever down and you see different scenes. It's, it's basically just a, a projector um, that uses natural light, but you'd see different scenes, right? And they had everything from Care Bears to just like, hey, here's what Britain looks like. Anything you could imagine, man. It's just, they had, I, th- I don't know how many they had, but it must've been thousands of these different circular things you could cartridges you could pop in this thing and go into a whole nother world and it was kind of stereoscopic so it looked kind of 3d and stuff and i just love that toy because like you you'd and and and, and grandparents loved it too there because they were kind of cheap and they're like hey here's a whole new pack of the latest you know Viewmaster, whatever little cartridges you can use and, and you're like, oh, my God, what world am I going to go into with this, right? There's a whole other world, man. And, and back then, before, like, a lot of digitized stuff came out, that was, like, a big deal. I think that toy was the bomb. It really brought me into a whole bunch of new worlds and stuff. I had one of those when I was a little kid. And I remember those, yeah, little picture discs that you slide in. Um, and they, you know, it usually have, like, a little paper holder thing for it when it wasn't in the disc thing. And you just build up your little collection of them. And. Huh. Yeah, they, they were cool, but you don't see people with them anymore because they're too busy staring at their phones or their iPads. But as a kid, yeah, I mean, you, you know, the Eiffel Tower in 3D, the whatever your favorite cartoon in 3D. Yeah. And this is like pre, you know, phones and stuff, but this is even pre Game Boy and all that. And this thing was actually invented in like the 60s, um, but it really blew up in like the early 80s. And you could, and, and, and you could have stories in your head about what was happening with your little viewfinder story, or they, sometimes they even told stories. They had little words. It was a whole story book. Remember that? That thing was the bomb. And, and I think they ought to really start selling that again. And just like, we ought to take kids' phones away and give them this for like an hour and say, you just go do this. They would hate it. They would just be like, this sucks so much, dad. Ugh, I'm so bored. Give me my phone back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
that's how we did it back in the day. So I'm going to, we, part of our agreement here was no video games, like no mm -hmm. Atari or anything like that, but I'm going to kind of stretch that a little bit and say the Astro command. It wasn't really fully a video game. It was basically a box type thing. And it came from Radio Shack. Everybody, for those who actually remember rate, what Radio Shack was, they're out of business now. And they made this in 1982. And what it was is it was just this little, these lights coming up on the screen and you had your little joystick and your button that shot and your little spaceship would just go up, down, left, right, whatever. And as stuff came at it, you shot it and it would just be the pew, 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 pew. And I had it for years and I still have it. And it still works. And I still have the box that it came in. It's not worth any money because it's well used. I mean, I, unlike a lot of people, when I got toys, I played with them. I, and, you know, and, but I, I always would try to keep them in as best condition as I could and keep them in the box when I wasn't playing it. It wasn't a full-on video game, so I'm allowing it. Plus, it didn't plug into the TV or anything. It was just this little, tiny little screen, little button, little joystick. Yeah, I don't think that's the kind of video game we're trying to exclude. Because I, 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 it was probably barely electronic um, and it didn't plug into a TV or anything. So, yeah, that's totally loud. I think it used like four D cell batteries or something like that. I don't even remember what the batteries are or two D cell or something. But I do remember that it took like multiple either C's or D's of the batteries to power it when it wasn't plugged in. Well, and it wasn't like a Game Boy where you could plug in different games into it. It was like, that's the game. That's it. You had the one game. <laughs> That's cool though, because I remember I don't I don't I didn't know that it, it existed, but I, it sounds like a lot of fun for like a kid in the early '80s, right? You know, mid to late '80s that'd be lame because then you got Nintendo and all that. But early '80s, heck yeah, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like this is early on, you know, pre Game Boy stuff, but it's just the one game, and it was just I it just it just was just a fun thing that I had when I was a kid, and I played it a lot. And the fact that I've actually still managed to hold on to it. It's got ah, nostalgia value to me. Totally. That's pretty rad. And it came from Radio Shack, which <laughs> Radio Shack. I don't know if people that they know about Radio Shack. Like Radio Shack was the coolest place. It was like they had all these, you know, they sold stuff like this, but it was mostly like you go little transistors and little for people that are into building their own walkie talkies would go there yeah. and get their little parts for their, that kind of stuff. And they just have all this radio cool little people. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That hence the name, but, but they had a bunch of other stuff too, after a while, like new electronics and stuff coming out. Yeah. They had to try to get with the times they started coming out with like remote control cars yep. and that kind of stuff, but just couldn't, couldn't compete against the big box stores and the, in the Amazons of the world and out of business. So Radio Shack is hanging out with Blockbuster up in 80s and 90s corporate heaven, looking down on us. <laughs> Goodbye. We miss <laughs> you. We love you. My next one is called uh, The Roller Racer. And this is something, it was invented in the 70s, actually, by a Boeing engineer for his kid or for his grandson or something. But you sit on it and it's real low to the ground. It's red. You sit on it. It's got a couple of handlebars. And then you gyrate the handlebars and then this thing starts moving. I always thought that was completely amazing because like, and even the commercial was like, roller racer gonna done and swing. Don't know how it does it. How does it do it? How does it go? Like even part of the theme song in the commercial was like, how do you think this even happens? And I'm like, I don't even know, but it's so cool. Roller racer's got me gonna get down and go. go. Don't know how it does it. How's it do it? How's it go? And you gyrate the handlebars and you just start moving. And it's like, how does this even work? 
it's freaking magic. It's 80s magic is what it is. You really needed like a flat surface for it, right? Like, because, yeah. Yeah, if you hit one of those like big cracks, you couldn't do it on a sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. One like sidewalk panel to the other and hit that crack, you're done, right? You're like, Bloop. so you usually did it on your mom, like your mom's kitchen floor with the linoleum. She'd get all pissed off. Um, or you'd, you'd have to go find smooth surface. It wasn't really practical for an actual transportation vehicle at all. But I, I also remember carnivals, they'd come into town and they'd have these big things with split surfaces and they'd have maybe, maybe kind of have a little maze around it. And you'd, you'd do your roller racer around the, the maze on their flat surface and there's a big square. Um, yeah, it, I mean, you weren't going anywhere with it other than a flat surface on a square somewhere. But I, I always thought it was just fascinating how it moved just by you gyrating that um, those handles. Cause you're not really, you're not using your feet at all. Your feet are all, all up on the handlebars and you're just kind of moving to and fro and the thing moves. And I thought it was amazing. And I, and I loved riding around. Uh, I was looking into this. They have now, these aren't, these don't look the same at all, but they have these new kind of roller things with nice seats on the back you even have back support wow what's it called is it still called roller racer no these ones are called easy roller but they're basically just like what what roller racers used to be and now it looks like these might actually go i mean you might be able to go places with these because imagine like the original one parents got it for the and it's like this will wear that little fucker out we'll get him one of these (laughs) and he'll be exhausted after playing with this thing for a while yeah just wiggling back and forth to make it wiggling back and forth just in a little little one little smooth area geez a hundred bucks for an easy roller yeah the ones i'm looking at are 120 yeah 99 but even those old school 80s ones with the same design that's still 60 dollars and yeah, I don't know how I had one of those, if that's how much they were, but maybe I had like a uncle take pity on me or something and get me one of those roller racers. They just moved in a different way than anything else. You know, you had your bike, you had your, your, uh, you had your skateboard and, you know, some kids, even like the little kids had, you know, those, those elect- electric cars, what are the power wheels? And you didn't have the power wheels, but like that richer kid down the street had power wheels. You know, yeah, you little fucker. <laughs> you little power Roll wheel having rich kid. I'll never have one of those. You you put physical labor in moving in your toy? <laughs> that is bullshit. I just press the little pedal and the yeah, electric yeah. thing makes Please you go. Pass the gray poupon. Do you have any gray poupon? No. Yeah, the rich kids. No, <laughs> they weren't even rich. They were just kind of middle class. It's true. Like I don't think Looking they were back, all that expensive they were because they weren't poor. Like <laughs> they weren't like top ramen poor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So my next one, and this is something I would still play with if I had one, and that's water rockets. It, the plastic little rocket, you put a little bit of water in it and then you've got your little air pumpy thing and you try to pump it up as much as you possibly can and it launches up and hopefully you get one that has a parachute and the parachute actually opens and it parachutes back down uh, or it just falls back down to earth down to earth if the parachute doesn't work or whatnot. And they had like all kinds of different sizes and shapes and these were just fun, like, cheap summer toys for kids to play with they weren't that expensive uh and uh yeah they're just, they're just cool little things yeah and you kind of felt like some kind of aeronautical engineer when you were doing this stuff right you're like oh look out nasa here here we come like 
especially if you built it. Did you ever build your own or did you have a kit? They, they, they sometimes they had kits where you built it from scratch. Yeah, from like a you bottle or something. Like, yeah, like a or Boeing or something. You're like, oh, 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 I'm so smart right now. You don't even know. Yeah, those were cool, man. And it was just fun. Like you just try to pump and the more I pump this thing up and it just, it gets to a point where you're just not pumping it anymore. It's just air leaking out, but you're still trying. Yeah. And you maybe try to like wrap some tape around it some way if you can, or like, how can I seal this and get more pressure in there to make it go higher? And wasn't it the bomb when the, when the parachute actually deployed? <laughs> it actually we're like, oh, it works. Yeah. <laughs> Let that be life. Does this yeah. work, dude? Especially if you have like little army dudes taped to it too. You're like, I saved you. Yep, yep. You <laughs> do that. Alive. You lived. Oh crap! It fell into oh, the neighbor's no. yard. Now I got to get it back. Damn it! The neighbor hates us because we steal his rhubarb. Or it fall onto the road and and it crack because it hit the road too hard. Yeah, and my thing broke. Those are fun, dude. Those are definitely fun. Super fun. I'd still play with one of those. My last one is the one I omitted last time, which I think um, the the podcast gods punished us for it. I wrote an article, just a small article about it recently. This is called the Etch-A-Sketch Animator. This was the Etch-A-Sketch Animator. I have no idea why I included last time. It was 1986, and and this and I was really into drawing and animation and Disney and all that stuff, right? And then this thing came out and it was kind of spendy. Like back then it was like 60 bucks or up to, a, I don't, I don't remember. Dude, that's but it was super like, expensive. It was spendy and that's 60, like 1986 dollars or something. Right. And I'm like, mom, I don't want anything else for Christmas. I don't want anything. I only want an sketch animator. And then 1986 Christmas rolls around and I don't think I got anything else, but I got that S sketch animator. So my brother, he's like loaded in like cheaper presents, but I got the sketch animator, so I don't care, right? And what it was was you you'd have a you'd have a, a knobs and a number of buttons, and you do like this dot matrix, very simple pictures, and then you do one after the other, and you could make like these twelve frame kind of little cartoons, right? These little animation, a flipbook animation things, and you could save them. And you could start with their templates, like the dancing skeleton. But then I had my own, like I had the Enterprise, uh, you know, coming coming out like the Star Trek entrance with planets and stars. And it would say Star Trek. And it was really fast, right? It took you days and days to make like a three second animation. But once you did, you're like, that's amazing. I am Walt Disney, the creator <laughs> of worlds, right? And the thing was the bomb, but here, here's the thing. You have, you had to have a lot of patience and persistence just to make the shortest of animations, which is why I think it lost, uh, soon lost. So did you have to draw each in picture for it to animate? You couldn't just be like, draw the enterprise and then click animate. And then it would make the enterprise move. No, I think you could like replicate it. That's what one of the buttons was. I think you could replicate it and modify, mm-hmm. but this was all like black and white kind of dot matrixy. The same thing you find in a like a cheap calculator, right? You had to do a lot of knob pushing and stuff just to get anything worthwhile. But for a kid and for a kid who really likes animation and, and really likes cartoons and wants to be an animator or something or a comic book maker, the thing is like the bomb. And I'm thinking now, like, what if kids actually had to sit down with one of these things and create a little cartoon and spend all that time and patience and perseverance to do that? I think that really, some, a toy like that really does teach 
perseverance um, and, and patience. I mean, patience. talk about a certain level of patience. Your reward is great at the end. Your reward is you have this, well, at least as far as you know, it's this amazing animation that you made and it took a lot of work, but it, it, it teaches a lot of patience and perseverance um, and the fact that rewards come with those things, right? So yeah. that's sketch animator was the ball, 1986 Christmas. Um, um, I think they ought to bring that back. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm pulling up a video here right now. So it's got the edge of sketch animator. Now it's got some little boy that goes up to it and looks super creepy. And now it's drawing like a line on it and he's making a face and turning the dial. And he's got a cat with no front paws and Oh, the cat's running and mm-hmm. jumping. Cool. Yeah, Isn't that cool? And that kid made that battery's not included. It's <laughs> battery's not included. Yet. <laughs> Yeah, but that kid made that cat jumping, right? You can make your own things. And and again, it's kind of like the viewfinder where you're kind of in your world. um, And it's it's kind of like this is pre like video games and stuff. This is your world that you you made or that you're using your imagination for. So for my last one, I'm going to do another one that wasn't necessarily invented in the 80s. But as a child of the 80s, this was the number one item that I had throughout my childhood. And that would just be a good old fashioned two-wheeled bicycle, you know, BMX, mongoose, whatever, like riding around with your friends, doing jumps, putting the card in the back thing for the clicky, clicky, clicky noise. Yeah, for your your motorcycle noise. Yeah, exactly. It got me started on motorcycles. It's all because of that, that now I'm into motorcycles. But I mean, what kid doesn't love his bicycle. Like that is, that is your gotta be your favorite toy from childhood. Like how could you have a childhood and not just love having had a bicycle? Shoot, man, a bicycle was kind of a necessity aside from being fun, like doing jumps off ramps or whatever, like being dangerous. I mean, that's how I got around town. (laughs) It took me forever to get to a friend's house if I didn't have my bike. Right. I mean, that's, that's your thing. And you grow up in a crappy town with no bus service or whatever. You just got to get around town with your bike. Man, BMX was big back then too. Like trick biking. Yeah, with the pegs on the back and people do all the trick stuff. I never got into trick biking. Uh, mine was more or less just, I liked racing it and doing jumps and stuff, but I didn't really get into the tricks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, aside from being fun, it's like your best friend. It's like your horse. That's your trigger. Yeah. And, and remember we didn't, like my, my son's like, do I have to wear a helmet, dad? I'm like, yeah, you got to wear a helmet. You didn't wear a helmet when you were a kid, did you? Yeah, but but we didn't, nobody gave a shit about kids. <laughs> but we're nobody helmet. wore helmets we then. Wore helmets. Like, we didn't even consider it. No, it wasn't even a thought process. No, at no point in time would anyone have considered wearing a helmet on their bicycle. And if you were that kid with the helmet, oh, you would have got, <laughs> oh, your life would have been hell if you showed up with a helmet on your what bicycle. What is that thing on your head? You're a dork, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, they didn't have any concept of that. It's funny. I was out, it was with a friend of mine and we were out with her kid. We were just, it was like a walk and her, I don't remember if it was her son or a daughter, but little, little kid, just barely old enough to ride a bike. Right. And we're just kind of walking along with the kid on the bicycle and none of, you know, didn't have the, she didn't have a helmet on the little kid. And it was funny. Cause like 
people kept like glaring at us. <laughs> like we're awful people for letting this kid ride her bicycle without an helmet. And it's like, we're walking down a fucking path. Like, you know, the kids mo- barely moving fast enough to like, you know, to yeah. just not fall over from they got the, training wheels. Yeah. That's it. It was like mini bicycle. Like it was so funny. And it was like, you know, these just the evil glares of like awful people. And it's like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's a case where you, I'm sure that little kid didn't need his, little helmet on we, we probably as dangerous as we were do, playing on our bikes probably really should have had helmets oh yeah i've i've wrecked that bike numerous times i don't know if my son's ever had like a biff before and if he's had he's been so well protected he hasn't been really injured by it and and i'm okay with that i mean that's i i think that's why parents my generation probably make their kids do that stuff because our our parents didn't give a shit. They're like, oh, you made it home alive. Cool. You know, just Bob, completely bitch. <laughs> ignore the big scab down your side from sliding on something. <laughs> Throw um, some, just rinse it in peroxide and quit your crying. Yeah. Yeah. Hydrogen peroxide. Everybody had, a, every mom had a big jug of that, right? Totally. <laughs> Always had the hydrogen peroxide. In the big brown bottles. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly you know what right. I'm talking about. Uh, oh, good times, childhood, youth, fun stuff. But uh, I think we got to wrap it up. Yeah, good, good stuff, though. And as always, 80s and 90s Uncensored listeners, follow us on the 80s and 90s.com website or visit the 80s and 90s.com on Twitter. And until next time, we are out of here, like me, when other people's children are around. <laughs>